What's up, everybody? Do you want to know how to get through the holidays without pulling your hair out or murdering a relative? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, Danny and I are going to be talking about how to get through Thanksgiving and Christmas by focusing on gratitude and generosity. I'm this is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's my buddy Danny. How you doing, Danny? Good. How you doing, Randy? You know, it, oh, I just oh, <laughs> I asked the question. I just I just heard this. It was funny. I was listening to this thing uh, the other day, and the person said, you know, like during like the lockdown, you know, last year, they were like, you know, I realized I really enjoyed it during the holidays, not having to go out and <laughs> that stress and pressure, you know, from all the holidays, just was eliminated because you couldn't go anywhere. But there's so much stress this time of year because it's like. There, it's basically like three very, very action-packed months, followed by two months of the most depressing cold weather you could ever imagine. It's like, it's like basically, you know, summer's over, kids go back to school, Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then just nothing but cold weather and depression for two months. And so it's like, <laughs> it's a very difficult transition. It's funny, too, because I think like for, for so many of us, too, it's like you've feel all of a sudden all these pressures and expectations and like obligations placed on you you know it's like well if I see them do I have to see them you know blah 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 and like we end up feeling this need to like run around drive all over the place and you know I I mean I remember like you know trying to see multiple you know families and stuff and like multiple people it's like hard it's just hard to manage that time you feel stressed you're driving a lot It's, it's not fun always and it's like is that the point of the holidays it seems, you know, counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. It, it can also be a somewhat difficult time because, you know, we speak a lot of times, you actually mentioned this in, in one of our episodes about saying no. And like, it's a very difficult time to actually have your boundaries intact because you're spending time with your parents, with your family that you grew up with. And this was a time before you really had a defined personality and you really knew who you were as an adult so like you didn't really you weren't even allowed to have boundaries at that point and because of that you know family's very good at guilting you into doing things i think that's one of the things that family's best at and so like this time of year (laughs) they did getting getting beyond what you're able to do what you want to do yeah 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 and it's it's really interesting too because i think like a lot of times you know we you know, we, when we're seeing family or maybe friends, you know, that we haven't seen in a long time and all, it's like, there's also that stress too. And I, I don't know if you've ever felt this too, of like, you know, where you are in life and like, whether that's like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that stress of like failed expectations and like, am I like doing well enough or blah, 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 or somebody's doing better than me. Like we start comparing ourselves and all. I think that gets really hard too. You know, there's a certain stress and like, you know, and then you add to that, like the presence and everything and the gift giving and there's an extra layer of sort of, I think, like, you know, people end up spending more than they should, you know, they end up, you know, going overboard just to sort of essentially save face, right? And I think that becomes a big problem, too, and a big source of stress. Well, you mentioned you mentioned two very big topics right there. So, like, <laughs> the first one is, like, the what are you up to in life? What are you doing? Where we associate value with people based on their job, something like that. Yeah. 
So yeah. like that's that's the first big messed up thing. Then the second thing is we're busy buying gifts to impress people we don't even like with money we don't even have. <laughs> and so yeah. like that, that's the second big that's problem going problem. on right there. So yeah, I mean the first one I've definitely felt that where like everybody's like, oh, what are you doing? And I just kind of like to hide when I'm up. To, like I mean that's just me personally because I don't I don't think it has any relevance on on anything whatever. So I just kind of like. Uh, just kind of brush it off a little bit because you know whether i'm doing good or whether i'm doing bad eh, i'm i am where i am and it'll take me however long it takes me to get to where i'm supposed to go so yeah but i do i totally know it especially like going back home everybody's like oh what are you doing where have you been are are you married yet do you have kids did you buy a house and it's like what the social responsibility is number one two and three that's what i'm supposed to do it's like yeah well, that and that's that's one of the other big problems I think too is these these expectations of you know you know when we're younger we're taught right like that you're doing well in life if you tick these boxes right you've gone to school you get your degree you meet someone you get a house you have a job have kids blah 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 and it's like okay well what if that's not what I want or you know and what if it doesn't happen that order it's like and you know we do we you know this idea of valuing people based on these arbitrary things that I think are is very problematic. And it causes a ton of stress for a lot of us. I think, you know, as I've gotten older, that's bothered me less. But, you know, I think when you're young, especially, that can be really sort of on your mind, right? That you're not doing good enough, that you're not good enough. And somehow you're, that should be a source of concern, right? <laughs> yeah. I I, def- I had definitely had this experience this week where I went to a party with some friends. And it was one of these, like, high society parties where everybody has their pinky up they're really trying to like show off that they're putting on better than everybody oh my gosh i was like i was like nauseous the moment i stepped in there and <laughs> and it was it was really like it reminded me of how little i actually want to be involved with that like it it bothers me some because like sure i'd love to have them like look up to me and be like wow he's doing great but on the other hand it's like this is not how I want to spend my time. Not the people that I want to be around, like being with my friends there. Yeah, that was great. But everything else where everybody's trying to show off by like getting, getting into this exclusive party and, you know, paying for bottle service, that's absurdly expensive for like no, no reason having music so loud. You can't even talk with anyone. And like, granted, I'm showing my age here by saying like, Oh, the music's loud, whatever, but it's just like, it's it's kind of comes back to the choices that you make in your life so we talked earlier how like the holiday time is a difficult time to have boundaries because we're back with family we're back like we may be 50 and all of a sudden we feel like a child again because we're with our parents and they die and they powder yeah, oh our body yeah you know yeah, yeah so like yeah and but it's it's really being able to come back and focus on firstly just what's important to you and and that's a really good question to kind of ask yourself before you get into the holidays before you make all these commitments because like you know sit down find out for yourself what that means and then also find out what that means for the important people in your life so like it may be where you are just alone for the holidays and guess what that's totally cool or it may be that you want to spend the holidays with your significant other with your wife with your children with your whole entire family with cousins and everything but like it's important to do it because that's what you want to do and because that would bring value to the other people's lives as well, as opposed to doing it because of some obligation. And that's one thing that I always think of. You taught me this so long ago, 
that like you I was I remember I was asking you something and you're like, well, if you didn't have the obligation, would you still do it? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And you're like, well, then don't do it. And, the and counterfactual, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's the counterfactual. It's the idea that, you know, like so many of us, you know, we act because of these obligations imposed on us from so many different areas of life. And ask yourself that counterfactual question. If it did not exist, if I didn't have that obligation, would I still do it? And it's a great way to ask yourself, does this actually matter to me? You raised a couple other good points too. When is the music too loud? <laughs> yeah, such a good one. No, but seriously, like, yeah, I think there's a, you know, something I think actually worth trying sometimes too is like, if you feel really stressed about it, don't go. Give yourself one year where you don't go. Or you visit the people on a day, on a different day than the holiday itself, when it's less intense. And just give yourself that time to see like, do I feel better? You know, is this better for me? Um, sometimes I, I used to like that when, the, you know, when, you know, when you're dating somebody and you're trying to see multiple parents and stuff like, um, you know, my parents were divorced. So it's like you know, even harder seeing sometimes some family on days that are not the holiday itself. It's really nice because it breaks it up and you have less stress. I think instead of trying to do it all one day where you're just running around like an idiot and not really you know, seeing anyone. Dude, that, I mean, that's a great point if you can do it because, you know, like, Everybody travels on Thanksgiving and everybody travels on Christmas, but you go a few days on either side, nobody's traveling. So like all the traffic that you had to deal with, all the headaches you had to deal with, like from all those other people, if you can just separate and like, granted, it would be nice to celebrate it on the holiday, but like, why is the fourth Thursday in November so important? Like why? Yeah. Dude, that used to crack me up too. It's like, who cares if it's this day? I mean, it could be any day I want, like, you know, and if it's close, what the hell is the difference? But, you know, it's, that used to crack me up too, like when dealing with divorced parents, right? Like the big deal of getting everybody on that day. Like, it was like so important. It's like, does the 26 really matter that much or the 24? You know, it's like, is this the end of the world? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's really funny, but you know, it's like these struggles that we, and it's, I think we got to realize too, that like so much of the pressure is self-imposed, you know, and I know it's hard, but it's like, we're letting, you know, family's probably the best at guilt tripping at making us feel bad for not doing something, but we're also letting it affect us. And I think, you know, realizing that in a large part, right. It's, it's up to us. And I think, you know, that, that is a good starting point too. That's a, that's a great point. Um, reminds me another thing that you taught us or you taught me. Um, but <laughs> so the first thing is like uh, asking the question, like, is this worth losing my peace of mind over? Because there's going to be so many situations and so many opportunities over the holidays to lose your peace of mind. And really it all comes down to you. Like, is this worth losing it? And most of the time the answer is no, I'll give you a hint, but yeah. we, still, we still just go off the wall. And then the second question, because like, you know, we lose our peace of mind and all of a sudden anger comes up. And I love how you were like, when was anger ever helpful? Which is another yeah. great question. Cause it's like, you ask yourself, you prepare yourself with those two questions, like write them down on a sheet of paper yeah. just to reference a few times a day, especially when you're there with family on the holidays, oh, because God. guaranteed they will push your buttons. They know how to push your buttons better than anybody else on the planet. They've been doing it for years and years and years. <laughs> and so by, by having, yeah, by having those ready, you know, go get, go get 
freaking furious, lose your, you lose your peace of mind, like go storming out of the house <laughs> and then bring that card out of your pocket and be like, is this worth losing my peace of mind? No. When has anger ever helped been helpful? Well, it's definitely not now. No. So yeah. yeah. And then you can laugh about it a little bit and remember this podcast and then be like, Hey, you know, it's okay. I got I'm it. Human. Yeah. Well, I, I think too, that's, you know, too, you know, right remembering we're human right everybody's gonna make mistakes you know things happen it's okay and you know the other thing is too like you don't have to engage i think this is funny you know you always hear like um i love it because every time the holidays come around like uh you know npr and stuff always on the radio has a whole thing about like how to handle the politics politics during the holidays and it's like what about the fact that you just don't have to engage you know you don't have to respond you can just nod your head and be like whatever i don't want to talk about it right now you know or change the topic and it's like i think we forget like you just don't have to do it you know like there's no you can just walk outside take a little walk you know do something else it's whatever there's a lot of ways to just avoid talking about it if you don't want to and i think for a lot of us you know that's another source of stress is like going and knowing like you're gonna these conversations are gonna come up there's gonna be you know maybe difficult family relationships that have to be sort of you know tiptoed around or what have you and just remember, you don't have to necessarily be a part of it. You can watch the spectacle and, you know, laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I remember when I was young, uh, there was a saying, something along the lines of, like, you just don't talk about money, sex, and politics. Like, yeah. that was just like, you, you just don't talk about those things because it's just going to start an argument. And yet yeah. we go we go to these family things and those are like the, the things we talk about all the time is money, sex and politics. And yeah, it just it's insult to injury. It is. And, you know, it's like sometimes, too, I think you, you start to notice that certain people want the drama. They want the argument. And then you got to you got to ask yourself that other difficult question, which is, you know, is it worth going to these things, seeing certain people if that's what they want? And really all they're trying to do is get you worked up and stressed. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a situation where taking a break is not a bad idea. Giving yourself some time out from that particular family member or that particular event and seeing how it goes. If you don't do it, I think that's a good one too. Here. And, and then here's another thing. I read it the other day. It said kindness is loving someone more than they deserve. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I know that like that just my mind got blown. So love kindness is loving someone more than they deserve. So like practicing kindness with friends and family around the holidays, because these people are going to be like, oh, uh, you know, they're really going to get you. And you can actually practice that. You can actually love them more than they deserve at the moment, which is which is a really good practice. That is, and it's challenging, but it's like, I like that too, because it, it reminds you not to sort of, not to let your your emotions kind of overtake you and engage in that argument, engage in that anger. Yeah, and, and you know, can, it's funny, I was just, oh, go ahead, yeah. And, and you can gamify it. You yeah. can, like, that's the, that's the cool part about it, is you, you can be like, you totally don't deserve this right now. You are being an absolute POS but you know what? I'm going to love you anyways right now. And you can gamify it and it actually becomes fun. And like, you get to become like a whole new person. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day too. Like, you know, 
all the friends and stuff that I really care about the most, like, you know, and like, you know, like our relationship too. It's funny. Like, you know, I've always noticed that over my life, like they're the people that like, if I can't make something, they totally understand, like not a big deal. Right. Like if you ever like look at your life, like the people that you probably have the best relationships with are the ones who also understand you and are not putting excess pressure and guilt tripping just because you miss something, right. Or you can't make it, you know, and I think we forget that a lot too, that oftentimes I think, you know, a lot of these relationships, it's like, they're built on this, like, you know, negativity instead of, you know, what is the point of the, you know, what is the point of getting together at the holidays? You know, ask yourself that, like, isn't it to like have a good experience to enjoy being with people you love? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because that is an amazing segue. I don't think we could have even planned it that well. Yeah, I know, right? So we have two holidays coming up. We have Thanksgiving coming up. We have Christmas coming up. And yes, like Thanksgiving, celebrating how generous the Native American indigenous people (laughs) were with the European settlers when they came over. Christmas, celebrating the birth of Christ. But... They also have other more, uh, more characteristic meanings behind them, things that can actually build character, virtues you can work on, which are important. Oh, yeah. So Thanksgiving would be gratitude, you know, giving prayers of Thanksgiving, <clears throat> being grateful for all the goodness. And then Christmas is generosity. These are two very, very important virtues in anyone's life, gratitude and generosity. And these holidays actually give us a great chance, an opportunity to practice them in, in a world that is receptive of them, particularly during that season. Yeah, you know, I think I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, um, you know, I think with, with generosity to the idea or with, with uh, gratitude, sorry, because that's the first one. I didn't bring it up, by the way. You brought it up with that amazing segue. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, with uh, <clears throat> I was trying to, you know, be generous but with gratitude you know i think it's um you know it's actually expressing thanks have you ever tried doing that on, on thanksgiving like actually writing down like you know what are five things i'm really thankful for this year you know that really are important or this day or whatever i think it's a great time to, to really practice that and look at like you know i always think of it in terms of, you know trying to think of it in terms of the year look at the broader picture like you know because it's easy for all of us i think we have that negativity bias we have a tendency to focus on what's bad. It's easy to be like, you know, oh, this year's horrible. There's there's COVID. There's, you know, there's the climate's falling apart. There's the political situation, the nightmare, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's easy to fall into that. But I think really asking yourself, what are five good things this year? You know, they could be whatever, but like, you know, am I, you know, with people I love? Do I have, you know, <clears throat> do I have time to do things that I really want to do? And, you know, do I enjoy the winter, whatever it is, you know, ask yourself, try and come up with like five things. And it's a, it's a great way to really express thanks and maybe do it with your family, right? Have everybody actually express thanks for something rather than kind of just eating food and forgetting about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. Like I heard, I heard this story about about a guy who was world war two, his plane or his boat got shot down. He was stuck in like a little dinghy for a couple months. Uh, it's not the very popular story, oh but it's a different story <clears throat> of a guy. And so, like, for a couple of months, he was stranded in the ocean, didn't know if he was going to survive, barely had any water to drink, ran out of food, uh, and, like, was stuck in a little yellow boat. And when he got back from that, it, he was very grateful. 
But he said, you know, it changed my perspective on life because I realized if I have clean water to drink, food to eat, and the ability to go for a walk every day, I'm the most blessed person on earth. Yeah. And it's like we forget these things because we, we grew up in a culture where it's, it's just assumed. But these are really gifts. Like, you know, it, it, it's almost like a testament to how much the universe loves you that it actually rains down the most valuable resource for your body for free, yeah. like yeah. free, wonderful rainwater that you can drink. And yeah. So, but, but practicing gratitude. So that's very important. We talk about the small delights, which is something that we do every day, which is just at the end of the day, just write down three great things that happened to you today, mm-hmm. or, you know, three non-negative things or three memorable things. That way you can savor the, uh, the goodness of them during the day. And then uh, another, uh, another practice that I actually just started writing down was Ooh. journaling about moments when I got something that I didn't deserve. Oh, because, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's like a good collection and I do it in the back of my journal so I can just keep stacking them up and then I can just go back there because there's so many instances cool. of these times when you got something that was like really more than you deserved. And sometimes we take them for granted or if we forget about them or we think, ah, you know, like, fine, that happened once. But it's like, you know, if you start looking and I started, I started like writing these down. I'm like, man, like I have been so blessed time and time again. Like, I can't believe this happened. Like I was back in high school. I was hit by a car. Like I'm alive. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah. I know. Super lucky. I was hit by a car and I, and I got out with two. And you came to shins. school. Yeah. You came right like, in. Yeah. Yeah. Super lucky. And like, yeah. there's all these instances of things where like, it's just like, wow, this stuff happened. And it may just, yeah. it may just have been like, you know, you got into, uh, you got into a university that you were trying to get into for a long time. Uh, maybe the loan came through on the property you wanted to buy or like whatever it is, but like these things that we forget about that we take for granted. If you just start journaling, writing them down, eventually they start to really pile up. Yeah. And I think that's such a good point that, you know, actually writing things down or actually expressing it is really the important point because it really does. It's amazing at how it really does make us more aware of these things. Like it's so easy because I think that the problem with things that we should be grateful for is that they're so easy to take for granted. And as soon as we do that, we miss it. Like, you know, it's funny, like even just like think of like, you know, a good friendship or your, your, your romantic partner or whatever, like how often do you actually express gratitude for that relationship? How often do you actually say like, oh my God, thank you for this. Or like, this is great. Like, you know, cause I think we, we don't do that a lot. And it's funny because we tend to then get very sort of, we, we get blind to the, to really the great, wonderful thing we have. And that makes it easier for us to sort of see these bad things as if they're like really important or defining the relationship, when in fact they're not. And I think it's really important to keep that awareness, you know, keep ourselves kind of conscious of those good things. It really is. Yeah, it's a great, I like that one. It's a really good point. Okay, so that's another great segue. You're like the I know, nail segues today. I know. So, I mean, you talk about being grateful for your partners and stuff like that. Well, a lot of us are going to be with partners, be with family, be with different stuff like that. So this is a great opportunity to practice gratitude 
in these situations. Like when you're with your family and they're pushing all your buttons, you can practice being grateful because they were there and they raised you as a child that enabled you to be where you are in your life, doing the things that you want to do in your life. You can be grateful for the car that may be not the best car on the planet, but it got you to where you needed to go and it gets you to work so you can make a living. You can be grateful for the food because guess what? A lot of people don't have any food to eat. Mm. And yeah. And like some, I mean, something that I just found out recently, dude, monks have to go begging for food every day. They can't, they can't buy food. If you give them money, they can't buy it. So they actually have to go begging for food every day. So like you have the ability to go buy food whenever you want it, any food you want, whenever you want it. And you don't have to go begging for it. And like, being thankful for that. So like all these different things, these opportunities that you have to be grateful, it's a it's an opportunity to take advantage of the holiday to actually use something that's going to benefit you. Yeah, I actually say it actually practice. I think it's a great point. And it keeps us, you know, I think the other important thing is too, when you keep that in your mind, I think it really is helpful to prevent you from then engaging in these things that would kind of derail that sort of feeling of, gratitude and that feeling of sort of being thankful you know i think and that's the point of the i mean that's literally the point of holiday you know and it's so easy to forget you know i mean and if you're going out i mean it's so many families right in the u.s right go they have they have this huge dinner right they then hang out all day kind of and watch tv you know maybe a game or something and it's like if, if you're not expressing gratitude for that you should be because that is a situation where i think you know to stuff yourself and then just relax and watch TV right there. That should be, you know, that's a, something you should be thankful for. Here's one more thought. Here's one more thought because you also forgot to mention one thing that people do is they go immediately after Thanksgiving dinner, they go out black Friday shopping. So oh God, yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, right now too, it's like on that day. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So here's another thing that like, we keep thinking that once we get the next thing or once we're at the next place or once the next event happens or once we have this or be that or do this, then we'll be happy. But honestly, happiness can exist right here once we're grateful for the things we already have. So taking advantage of this Thanksgiving before you go shopping on Black Friday to actually be grateful for the things that you have that maybe previously you wanted and now you got because it's, it's such an easy thing to want something for a long time and then you get it and then you forget to be grateful for it because the getting it removes that wanting and then you just forget about it you know so like actually practicing gratitude for the things you've gotten and these are material things because hey you know they're important too and and being grateful for all those material things you have like just being like wow look at this abundance in my life this is pretty (laughs) awesome all over everything i need right here you know, on that point, too, I did want to mention, you know, I think one of the things that is a source of stress and a difficulty every holiday season, you know, is actually, you know, buying presents, right? And not going overboard, not putting ourselves in a financial situation where we're worse off starting the next year because we, you know, acquired all this debt that we didn't really need to acquire. And I think for a lot of us, I think, you know, I, I was listening to something other day that talked about, you know, like, People make even a shopping list. And then as soon as they go out, they get overwhelmed because there's all these deals, right? Thrown in your face and they end up buying, they forget what they're there for. They end up buying more. 
So I think it's it's really important to like make yourself a list, you know, a clear list with like, this is my budget, this is what I'm spending, and really keep yourself within that. Because the fact is that you know, we always want to like it is it's it's wonderful to express to express how much we love somebody by being generous, right? It is fun. It's we're not buying for ourselves, so it feels good, right? You know, we don't feel like, you know, we have to worry so much, but it is very easy to go overboard. So keeping ourselves in check and remembering that, you know, the people that we love, they still love us regardless of the presence, right? It's nice to express it, but you don't have to. And if you don't have the money, you can express generosity in other ways. You can be there for them. You can help them with other stuff. You can, you know, there's so many things you can do that doesn't involve, you can make them something. It doesn't have to be literally, right, a purchase. That's a, that's a great point. So like everybody thinks you need to buy things in order to show your love. And I used to see this yeah. all the time when I worked as a veterinarian because we'd have these potatoes of dogs that come in the door. <laughs> they can't even walk anymore. And the owner's just like, I just love them so much. I just have to give them any food that I'm eating. I just have to give them. And it's like, that's not really love anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. not really love anymore. And And we almost get that way with purchasing things because – we're purchasing because we love them. Yes, we want to show it, yeah. them love. But at the same time, it's not showing any self-love because we may not have the resources to <laughs> afford that. And so first thing is like figuring out your finances. And we'll probably have to do an episode on that. I think we did one already, okay. but finances are extremely important. So figuring yeah. that stuff out. And you know, if you need help, there's Dave Ramsey has Financial Peace University. It's probably the best course you could ever do on it. And that'll, that'll just get your finances settled. But the other thing is like, you don't actually have to buy anything. Like I remember when I was a kid, I didn't have any money. So like for my parents, I would give them something saying like, this is good for uh, raking the lawn. Mm -hmm. You know, this is good for cleaning my room. This is good for doing the dishes. And I would just give them like a, a little booklet of a bunch of things that I would do. And they used to rip them out and be like, hey, you know, yeah. time to clean your room. And they would actually use it. As opposed to had I have gone and bought them something that probably would have sat on a shelf because they felt guilty because they didn't actually want it. But it was just like that thing that I gave them that they had to do. So being creative. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is and this is something that I've always felt. It's like I think a lot of times, too, what's better than an object is actually something where you spend time together. Like, you know, like, hey, I, I didn't get you a present, but I wanted to go to the park with you this day. And spend the day and taking walks, doing something. Like, there's so many things we can do that are an experience rather than an object. And I think those experiences are nice because it's also saying, hey, I want to spend time with just you for this day. I want to do this. And it doesn't have to cost a ton. And there's, you know, I think that's such a nice way of, you know, really enjoying time with somebody, really having a good holiday and being generous with your time, you know, to express your, you know, love for somebody. It's great. You know, and that's, that's actually a great point because you, you, it, you create a lot of memories with that, which is something you won't get from a gift. Yeah. And also, like, especially by, by giving that to somebody around Christmas time, because you say, hey, like, you know what? Let, we're going to hang out. We have these three dates between now and March, once a month. You do that with yeah. five people. That means you have 15 times going out with friends and family over the next three months which historically january february march are the most depressing months so like 
but they're depressing because we often get causative. We don't spend the time we need to with people. So if instead you actually invest in yourself by, by making these people go on play dates with you, then you're much, much less likely to be depressed during those times of year. Cause you already have these engagements with these people already set. And so that way you don't have to spend anything on them for the holidays and you don't have to get depressed in the new year. Win-win. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Well, I think I think that's like you know, especially in, in the U.S. You know, I think that the misconception with generosity is that it has to be through monetary purchases, and I think it, it's unfortunate because it really does, you know, put so many people in a position where, like, you know, it's almost like a, it's like a, you're you win by getting more, right? It's like or by giving more, yeah. Right, but also here's the here's the thing that most people are being naive. Look who's selling you that idea. Yeah. It's the people who are creating those products. Yeah. They're selling yeah. you the idea that you're worthless if you don't buy their product and give it to somebody else. So <laughs> even though even though that may seem like you're supposed to, it's because you're being naive and you're being sold by these giant yeah. advertisers. So, yeah. oh, it's which like brings the, us. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that the whole like the whole idea of like the sales, you know, they push this time of year and stuff. It's like. It cracks me up because half of them, like, they're, one, they're at the same prices you'll get later. And two, it's like, do you even need it? Like, I remember it used to crack me up seeing people, like, sleeping outside of Best Buy back when they used to do that, right? And it's like, how much can you possibly be saving that this is worthwhile? Like, you know, it's like, it makes no sense that you're just going to, like, do this to you. Like, it's just bizarre and that you're going to wait in line for 50 hours to save $200 on something. It just work for I was I was showing I was showing pictures of that of like the people uh sleeping outside of Best Buy and the people going crazy over TVs and everything. I was showing pictures of that to some of my friends from other countries and they literally couldn't believe it. They're like you gotta be kidding. You're like, this is this is actors. And I'm like, no, that's not actors. Like that is that is legit how crazy people go for deals. Oh, you know what it is too? It's this whole idea that like, you know, again, I think it's like that we're somehow by possessing these objects, we validate our existence and our value. And I think that is the, you know, that's what we're taught though. And that's a fundamental problem. You know, it doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so that brings us to Christmas, which is, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When snowmen come alive because of the hat. Exactly. Right. When otherwise, you know, unwanted reindeer somehow magically saves the day. When a fat when a fat man in a red jumpsuit (laughs) breaks into your house. (laughs) And you give him cookies and milk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, this time of year is great for practicing generosity. Because I think it was the Dalai Lama who said, like, the most selfish thing you can do is to practice generosity. And it's counterintuitive because you think by giving to somebody else, I'm going to have less. But actually what happens is that it's not a zero-sum game. It's actually a positive-sum game. You give to them and you get. And the cool thing is that once other people realize this too, then they can pay it forward. So it actually, like, it blossoms. It kind of shows the whole abundance of the world. So that being said, how can, how can we practice generosity around this season? I have some examples. 
Yeah, I really like the the point too that you know we really by practicing generosity we get actually quite a bit. I think it feels good. You know, it's it's just a nice experience to be able to give and think of somebody else, right? And that really being really being generous, I think, is like is really thinking of the other person. And yeah, one more thing, I I would highly recommend anonymous generosity. Not this, not this virtue signaling, let me give to somebody and selfie it so I can put it on Instagram, but yeah, actually yeah. anonymous, because then here's the cool thing. You get to like giggle about it to yourself. Be like, oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just gave to them and nobody's going to know about it. And then they're going to feel really good. It's like, it's like a secret that you have with yourself that just makes you feel good. And you're going to be going down the street smiling. Everybody's going to be like, why is he smiling? And you're going to be like, mm-hmm, yep, I did. I really like that too, because it's also like, you know, that idea of actually giving for the sake of giving, not because you want to like, you know, increase your status, right? Well, mm-hmm. I think, I think we mentioned some good ones, right? That, you know, it doesn't have to be material. There's tons of ways to give. I personally, myself, I really do like the, um, I really like experiences. I really like doing things with people. I find that more, you know, I find that more valuable, at least in that sense. Um, I think you can also practice generosity by being present, right? being actually being there actually like you know there's so many times when i've gone to see family members and stuff and i look around and i was like on their phones and stuff the whole time and it's like practice actually being there be generous with your time in the sense that you're being present when you're there and i think that's a great start to at least you know really experiencing the holiday right and really experiencing the point of it yeah, that's that's probably the best point there is giving your attention to people because attention is one of the scarcest resources available nowadays. And so being present with them, because here's another thing, and I don't think that a lot of people see this, but especially with your older family members who you may only see like once or twice a year. So take the average lifespan, you know, let's say 80 years old. Subtract, subtract their age from 80. So let's say they're 72. That means eight years. Now you meet them once a year. That means you're going to see them eight more times before you're never going to see them again. Or maybe you see them twice a year. That means 16 times. And then you're never going to see them again. And so like taking the time to realize the, how life is very fragile and it's, you know, it's not forever. It's temporary. And so that gives you kind of the, the, I don't know, the more fragility of the experience, but like you get to actually appreciate it and be like, yeah, I better be generous with myself now because they're not going to be here for me to be generous with them forever. And that goes back to not taking for granted, right? You know, these things, these experiences, these moments where we get to actually see people. Cause I think, you know, that it is, it's important. I, I like that way of thinking about it. That's a good one. You know, we're really thinking about in terms of, you know, how, how long do I really, reasonably have right and keeping that in mind to help you stay present and you're there because we all think we all think it's forever we all think they're going to be there forever and then and then they pass and they're like but but no one ever told me and it's like well they're 80 years old what do you expect like yeah yeah so so like realizing these things come up but like using it to your advantage thinking ahead and with that too real quick also like actually you know being present and also engaging with them while you're there talking asking them things you know actually engaging in like conversations instead of going off in a corner like i think there's so many things about just 
you know, the human relationship and actually fostering that and participating in it in these situations where you really, I think it makes it a lot better. And, you know, being generous again with your time and, you know, wanting to be there with those people. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier that quote about kindness. So loving somebody Mm -hmm. more than they deserve being generous with your love. So these are people, these are people who frustrate you. You may separate yourself from them for the rest of the year because you just Mm -hmm. can't handle them. And that's totally cool because some family Mm -hmm. members, you don't want to be around that much. And that's totally fine. But like for this day, can you be as loving as you could possibly be? Can you actually be generous with that? Can you, can you move beyond where you've been stuck at previously? I like that being generous with your love. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, you know, okay. Oh, uh, I was also just going to say like the holiday time is a time when a lot of people focus on giving to others. So like toys for tots, uh, soup kitchens, different things like that. And especially like, cause a lot of these organizations were hit hard with COVID just because oh, yeah. the helpers that they usually had just weren't available to come in social distancing, all that stuff. So like taking a look in your community to see where you oh, can yeah. help out. And, you know, some things that are just helpful is like, you know, if you live near a city, go drive through the city and give out warm socks. Like that's probably one of the best things. Cause yeah. dude, these people are sleeping on the street. I'm sure they go through socks like it's nobody's business and just like having an extra pair that they could just use as gloves on a night when it's extra cold, you know? So like just thinking about how you can actually be of service to other people. Yeah. And there's so many ways you can do that, especially now there's like so many people in need. I think that's a great one, you know, and you can, you can really help in so many different ways, whether you can give food, you can give socks, you could like give your time, you know, you could actually like, you know, I mean, and you could help people or, you know, animals even, right? You could find out if the local animal shelter is short-staffed and they need somebody to come in and clean or something. It doesn't have to be, you know, a lot. It doesn't have to cost money. It could just be, you know, that you're helping out by giving time and doing something that needs to be done. I think that's a great one. Yeah, and you're participating in your larger community. It makes you feel a part of it, which I think a lot of us do feel, you know, lacking sometimes, especially with COVID and stuff where we felt like, you know, closed off from the rest of the world. It's, it's cool because it does a, it, do, it, it helps you out in multiple levels. So like one, you get to be part of your community, realizing you're part of something bigger than just your room and Netflix, you know, so like you realize you're part of a bigger community, but um, also you get to see you're more valuable than you thought you were. Yeah. Like I, I heard, I read about this in that book that I was criticizing a long time, think like a monk, but he was actually talking about how like monks would go out and they would just go to some village and they didn't have anything other than the clothes they wore. Mm. And at first it was difficult because they had to beg for food. They had to beg for a place to stay. But then he saw that they had more value than he first thought because they were able to help the people of this village, help them, help them build things that they maybe didn't know about or help watch children or help, do all help clean things do all these different things that he didn't realize that he had all this value contained with him and within him at first but he realized that it's all there and by going to volunteer it gets you out of the daily grind of just doing this one like hyper segmented job that you do every day you realize oh i can actually do more stuff yeah it's funny too i remember when i was younger a good example is i had a uh, when we 
we moved at one point, I had a, a neighbor who was very elderly, you know, he had some health problems. And I used to mow his lawn. I never asked him if he needed it done. I would just do it when I did ours. I would just do his at the same time. And it was just, you know, that was it. You know, and, you know, he said, thanks. And it's easy, right? You don't even have to, it's a simple thing to do. You can do it by shoveling, you know, if there's snow or something or whatever. There's so many little things that if we're, if we're paying attention and we're present and we're aware of the world around us, there's so many ways we can engage in the larger community that are, you know, just really acts of kindness and generosity. Where you're, you're giving your, your time, your effort, your work to help others, you know, and I think that's, it's a great way. That's a, that's a really great practice. Cause like, you know, sure. It was extra effort for you and yeah. you know, you had to go <laughs> above and beyond to do it. But like, imagine looking at it from his point of view, being like, he must, he must have been so grateful. And like, that's just something that, you know, well, and doing you also, a little bit extra made, <clears throat> made his life. And it's nice too, when you don't have, somebody doesn't have to ask first, because, you know, a lot of times we don't want to ask because maybe like, you know, we, you know, it's, it's hard to, or, you know, it's embarrassing or whatever. If you just do it for somebody. You take that pressure off too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've gone over a whole bunch of stuff yeah. for how to get through the holidays without pulling your hair out and murdering family members. <laughs> Any other? Yeah, we have. <laughs> Any other parting thoughts you'd like to to bring up before we bring it to a close? I think my last one would be, you know, enjoy it. Right. The point is to enjoy the time to have you know, to enjoy the people, to enjoy the time, to enjoy the holidays. So keep that in your mind first and foremost. You know, don't let these other things really derail you and ruin it. There's no point. (laughs) Exactly. I think that's very well said because we all only have a limited number of holidays left. And so we might as well enjoy them as much as we can and as much as we're able to. And then if we're not able to remember, we're just human. So it's okay (laughs) it's okay it's okay so guys thank you so much for joining us of this episode of the existential stoic podcast on how to get through the holidays by practicing gratitude and generosity if you haven't make sure to like subscribe share also come join us over on youtube and the podcasting apps i'm randy that's my buddy danny and we'll see you later later danny later randy